0: Is Express FM. Supported by Portsmouth College. We are passionately Pompey. That's the final action of this match. Portsmouth are going to Wembley. Can it be forced in? It can! Portsmouth have scored! And what a huge goal that could be!
1: Pure Unadulterated Pompey. With the talent and the players that we've got and the ambition, I think
2: there's no reason why we can't put our minds to promotion. Action and reaction. We've been in League One for too long and there's no guarantee, but, you know, there's a real sense of urgency and ambition to gain promotion.
0: Giving Pompey fans a voice. We're no more looking back now for football. We're going to try to create something that's really exciting. This is the Football Hour.
3: The one team that stands out, that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is
4: amazingly passionate it's a point apiece between Pompey and Oxford United at Frassen Park on Tuesday night
0: Dale into the penalty area Dale turning back Dale wanting to shoot deflected it's hit Bishop charge
4: Colby Bishop bagging his eighth league goal of the season in midweek to secure the Blues a point. Although it wasn't a win, Danny Cowley was at least pleased with the spirited comeback, thanks to none other than the frat and faithful.
3: We need our supporters. We're 18 unbeaten here. That's a really proud record. Competitive games, 18 games, you don't do that unless you have a lot of character, a lot of substance, and we're better than Blues tonight, but we're Portsmouth. We're never beaten.
4: The Blues are back at Fratton Park tomorrow afternoon to take on Shrewsbury Town in the next round of fixtures in League One. Looking to get back to winning ways and make it three games unbeaten in the league in the space of just seven days. Between now and seven o'clock, we're going to hear from Pompey winger Ronan Curtis, who's recently surpassed 200 games for the Blues. He's been talking about the injury crisis at the club, but how maybe how the team can shape it to their advantage.
2: It's tough to the group, obviously, but that's the positive side of it as well, that the other players that haven't been in game time have a chance to prove the gaffer wrong
4: 81400 is our text number here on expressfm start your messages with the word express you can email sport at expressfm.com tweet using at expressfm or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey live if you've got anything you'd like to add between now and seven o'clock myself my two guests will be on hand to review all of the action from tuesday night and will also look ahead to the weekend's round of fi- fixtures here on 93.7 expressfm you join us for another edition of the football This is the football hour, 93.7. Express FM. A very good evening and welcome once again to the Football Hour here on Express FM, brought to you by Stagecoach Across the South, delivering uh, excellent bus services across the South Coast and through Hampshire uh, all week long. You can download the app right now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store. You can prepay for your tickets and even track your bus as well. Well, like I mentioned, myself, my two studio guests, who I'll be coming on to introduce in around about five minutes' time, will be on hand this evening between now and seven to review all of the events from Tuesday night's one-all draw with Oxford United, and there's plenty to pick apart from that as well. We'll go over the other results from across the division in midweek, and but we'll also take a look ahead to what is coming up for the blues in the weekend. Of course, Pompey women back in action on Sunday as well. We'll take a listen to where they are and what you can do to support the girls. But before we do any of that, let's have a recap on the eventful night at PO4 on Tuesday evening. Andy Moon and Guy Whitigan on the commentary here on Pompey Live.
0: It's passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Chilton scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He's This is... You believe it! Pompey Live. And we are underway here at Frampton Park. Oxford are going to shoot from distance. It's a great effort and a great... towards the near post, comes off and Oxford head, and it hits Bishop, and he can't divert it goalwards, and it's a goal kick. E referee, says we'll play advantage, and that might work well for Oxford, they got it outside the box, Joseph, shot, Joseph, whistles one just wide of the post, still only one nil. Pompey trying to work it, and now Hackett, he's got the chance to cross with his left foot, a high-hanging one, looking towards Curtis, Eastwood comes out, and punches it away, but it's deemed. road and it's a free kick to Oxford inside the penalty area they lead one Poppy about 56% possession to 44 but Oxford had six shots The Poppy's two sums it up really Poppy might have the ball but Oxford are being more threatening when they do have it and there are some moves at half time inside Pratton Park the forces will head back to the dressing rooms trailing by a goal to nil now Tunnicliffe looking in the area Curtis have killed a
1: he's just stepped across in front of a I mean how is that not a good work from Rico Hackett
0: turns away from a couple of challenges that's really good Contest here at Fratton Park. A few frustrated boos, but by and large, Pompey putting in a much better second-half performance. But it is two points dropped. It is finished. Ports has finished. Portsmouth one. Oxford United one. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars.
4: Well, there you have it there. The events of Tuesday night, a very eventful uh, night at Fratton Park as Pompey were held to a one-all draw with Oxford United. Elsewhere in League One, Barnsley were defeated by a at home to Lincoln City. Bolton were 2-1 victors over Burst and Albion. It ended Charlton nil, MK Dons 2. Cheltenham 1, Morecambe 0. Derby County and Exeter City sharing a goalless draw. Fleetwood 1 and Forest Green Rovers 1. Peterborough 3, Accrington Stanley 1, Plymouth Argyle coming from a goal down to beat Shrewsbury Town by 2 goals to 1 at Home Park to remain top of the table, of course tomorrow's opponent Shrewsbury we'll come on to talk about them later in the show Port Vale 2, Ipswich 3, Wickham 2, Cambridge United 3 and on Wednesday evening uh, on the Sky Sports Camera Sheffield Wednesday 1, Bristol Rovers 1, so take a look at the table as I mentioned there Plymouth Argyle still unbeaten in the last 8 league matches, they are top with 38 points, Ipswich are second second still with 36 points and then five points behind in third Sheffield Wednesday with 31 points Peterborough are fourth with Bolton fifth and Pompey dropping down to sixth position with 26 points on the board however two games in hand so 10 points behind the top two with two games in hand Exeter 7th, Charlton 8th, Barnsley 9th, Derby County 10th, Lincoln City 11th and tomorrow's opponent Shrewsbury 12th position in the bottom four. Morecambe Rock Bottom with 11 points, Burton Albion, Forest Green Rovers and MK Dons remain in the relegation zone. OK, alongside me this evening to pick apart all of the action from Tuesday night and delighted to welcome my two studio guests. First of all, man who's been on the show quite regularly, he's no stranger to the footballer. A pleasure as always to bring you on, Mr Sam Macy. Sam, good evening. Hi Jake, always happy to be here, thanks for having me on again So, Tuesday night, Sam a one all draw with Oxford United disappointing overall considering Danny Cowley would have wanted to build upon that victory at Forest Green on Saturday
5: Yeah, I think it was a bit frustrating it was it was a bit of a toothless performance in the first half um, I think that, that sending off really changed the game and we looked a little bit better going forward in the final 20 minutes but just one of those games um, I think Oxford were good value for the point which they got Um, very good finish by Carl Joseph you can see why Danny Cowley was after him in the summer Mm. Um, but yeah it's just one of those games I think a lot of teams are going to come to Fran Park and, and play like that and try and get a point and Oxford came
4: for a point and they got a point and also joining us on the show this evening we've already introduced Sam no stranger to the show but making his uh, full debut on the Football Hour tonight uh, Brendan, Brendan it's great to have you on the show You've, uh, you're also no stranger to doing these kinds of things you, you appear on the BBC Radio Solent uh, every other week doing the, uh, the the fan show with them you appear on Forno written all over it as well so we uh, got a good friend Tom I'm sure we'll have him back on the show soon as well Brendan great to have you on the show uh, thank you
1: for having me Jake it's great
4: to be here and uh, being part of the show and going back to to. Tune- Tuesday night, Brendan, of course, Pompey held to a 1-0 draw with Oxford United and it's not something we want to use as an excuse. so We'll just get it over and done with, first of all, shall we? The referee, uh, Sam Perkis. He's got quite a bit to answer for because that was a, an awful performance and that's putting it quite nicely.
1: Uh, it was. Um, obviously, we don't like um, always blaming the referee on our, on our losses, but um, when it comes to the end of the day, you, you want to get the right decisions at, at it and um, you want to lose fairly or... you you want to win the game in in, a particular fashion but yeah I think that the best thing he did was was obviously that the two yellow cards to get the player sent off and obviously that's what's given Pompey the boost to get back in the game and um, and get the point that that we sort of we're, were lacking and then obviously in the end we were lucky to get that goal and sadly didn't push on for the win
4: and taking a look at how the events unfolded on on tuesday night sam of course pompey going a goal behind uh, to kyle joseph on the half volley 16 minutes in and like, you've got to sometimes applaud i think a, a goal taken with, with such a plong a fantastic finish from kyle joseph a really nice work move as well from oxford and there's not a lot josh griffiths perhaps could have done about that one no, not at all. I think a lot of people have been on Griffith's back in the last few weeks,
5: but that's one goal which I don't think any keeper saves. I think the technique to get it in from just outside the box was, was good. I think the touchdown into his path was nice, and, and sometimes you just got to hold your hands up and say, yeah, fair enough, they've scored a decent goal. Um, I mean, yeah, the Colby-Bishop the Colby goal obviously cancelled out. wasn't wasn't quite as nice, but they all count the same. But as I say, yeah, Oxford were good value for it. Um, and I think if the, if, if the goal like that is going to get you a point, then they are going to be pretty happy.
4: Yeah. Uh, the 71st minute was when uh, Billy Bowden, the Oxford uh, midfielder, uh, Brendan got sent off. Second yellow card, it was a rash challenge in the centre of the pitch. At that stage, you, you, your team's winning 1-0 away from home. You're looking to, to keep hold of the lead. And oh, by God, did Doc Oxford try and do that, Carl Robinson's side? I think they spent more time on the floor than they did actually standing up. But Billy Bowden sending off really changed the course of the final 20 minutes of that match.
1: It definitely did, yeah. With, with Bowdoin being sent off, and um, we know that Carl Robinson likes to play his um, his theatrics on on the sidelines, which obviously earned him a booking at the same time. And um, it, it's unfortunate. Thinking it on this way, a bit, it's unfortunate that the Pompey players and the fans needed one of their players to be sent off mm-hmm. to finally sort of kick on and, and pick the game up. Because I felt a reaction in the crowd once that player, once Boden was sent off. Um, and yeah, it did make a big change, and luckily enough, <laughs> it paid off in our in our success. But having a player sent off, you know, it really wasn't a tackle that he needed to make. You know, with, with, with Pompey, we're 40 yards away from goal, um, with two players extra around Bowden as well to try and deal with Mingi, and. Um, Lucky enough for us, he, uh, he he committed the foul and
4: got himself sent off. Yeah, give him the situation, but Pompey finds himself in a the, the really difficult situation. But Danny Cowley finds himself in at the moment. Sam, uh, ten players out injured, um, including some really really key names. Marlon Pack, of course, we were hoping he'd be back for for Tuesday's game. He was suspended, of course, for a red card against Charlton a week on Monday. He wasn't featured on Tuesday night. Neither was Joe Rafferty or Tom Lowry, despite what we've heard from the gaffer in recent interviews yes we're missing key players but is that good enough an excuse to to put performances like Tuesday night at the back of your mind um I think we all lauded Danny Cowley for
5: for for his recruitment in the summer and I I don't think anyone foresaw the injury crisis happening um me and Brendan was saying before the show that sort of at the beginning of the season you're and sixth choice midfielders behind Joe Morrell, Pack, um, Louis Thompson and then Tom Lowry and it's just frustrating that you lose those key players, and and you sort of relying on Mingy, who's not played a lot of first team football, Tonneh Cliff, who's not played any football really this season, and is still getting up to speed. Um, and I think it's even more frustrating for fans when when Danny Cowley's saying these players are going to be back, and he has done for the last couple of weeks. Obviously, he's keeping his his cards quite close to his chest, and I think there's been a couple of things which he said in the last last 24 hours, 48 hours, which which in regards to the medical staff. But I say. You can't make excuses. It's a squad game at the end of the day. It's just it's just unfortunate that we have had this had this injury crisis. But a lot of teams will go through it this season, and I think we've just got to sort of when when the players are called upon, they've got to take their chance and hopefully mm. hopefully like keep their place in the side. I think Jay Mingy's taken his chance well. Um, I think Swanson's done relatively well and, and he's taken his chance well. And I think he's probably going to be the the, the first choice right back till Brath back. But I think we just can't drop many points while we do have this crisis and then once the, the key men are back, build on it and hopefully
4: we can get back to winning ways and put another run together mm. It's going to take some time also to integrate, get the, you know, the, the injured players back into the side, Brendan, it's unlikely they're going to come back into the team on the, the exact same day, if we turn up to Fratton Park tomorrow 2pm, team news is revealed and Marlon Pack starting alongside Rafferty and, and Tom Lowry, then f- fantastic but it, it's not going to happen how would you advise Danny Cowley to try and get through this obviously Sam mentioned Zach Swanson coming at right back Jay Minky performing pretty well midfield but how do you turn these draws into wins without these key players in your team
1: it's a very good question Jake it's a tough one and definitely you know um, you, you see it up and down up and down the, up and down the country even on a Sunday morning players, teams are lacking players and somehow you need to get a result but for Danny Cowley gosh I think we just need to keep keep the same Mentality, maybe change up a formation, go to change to a a four-three-three, which we did um, once. You know, we made a few subs on um, on Tuesday night. I, I noticed we went to a four-three-three and um, a bit more a, a, an attacking intent. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one. I, I'm not sure what Danny can do. You know, he's, he's the man with the master plan. Mm. <laughs> nicky has got his tablet. You know, we and, and I'm sure. I am sure. That, they will get us through this sticky patch with as at least points dropped as possible.
4: Yeah, uh, Brendan's sure that Danny Kelly and, and Nicky Kelly will get Pompey out of this sticky patch, but Rob on the text not so sure. Says sorry, but Cowley talks a good game, but he's so far out of his depth. Says Rob on the text. Sam controversial.
5: Yeah, the hundred percent controversial. I think. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't really understand what. Yeah, I think. Everything which which we've asked of him, he's done. I think last season the squad's too thin. This season he's gone out and uh, had probably one of the best transfer windows I can remember. Um, I think any manager you put in that position where your your four of your first choice midfielders are out for a prolonged period of time, anyone's going to struggle. And I think obviously it's not been ideal in the last few weeks, but we we still only lost two games this season. And I think it, once once the the key players do come back, I think. We we showed what we could do at the beginning of the season. Um, I, I I just yeah I, I think Cowley's the man this season. I think you've got to give him time. Um, we're sixth in the league with two games in hand. Like it's it's, it's, it's not like we're battling relegation. Out I, I, he's 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 been good everywhere he's been. Danny Cowley and I think it's very unfair to say that he's out of his depth. Hmm
4: what would represent a manager that is quite clearly showing that he is within his depth Brendan is it someone that's top of the league in October 10 points clear and and absolutely flying? you know managers uh, and teams go through these sticky periods as, as you've both mentioned Danny Cowley and, you know, suffering this at the moment as Sam mentioned two games in hand sick from the table in October yes everyone's entitled to their opinion you can understand why people have got certain opinions I've absolutely no doubt about that but you're sticking with Danny Cowley till the end of the season at least
1: oh 100% it's for the next season <laughs> yeah. I don't think Danny's done anything worth sacking him for no. and what's the point because you just need to get somebody else in who now has to inter- integrate his, his mentality his, his mythology into the team into the players and it, it's not worth it doing it in October you know, I know what was it Aston Villa have done it in the Premier League they've sacked Gerrard and you know he's in, the, he's in the bottom three so they need, they need drastic changes yeah. we're sick with two games in hand if yeah. we win our two games in hand we're up to third How was that bad?
4: And speaking of Danny Kelly, we're going to hear from him after the break and we'll be uh, discussing uh, Tuesday night's 1-0 draw with Oxford United. We'll get his post-match thoughts. And he also talks about the process and the thought process behind making two changes for the visit of Oxford on Tuesday.
3: We're in a free game week and it's just to keep the group as fresh as we can, particularly the top end of the pitch, the way that we play, requires a lot of energy and a lot of intensity. And, yeah, it's, it's absolutely
4: the right thing to do to make some changes and, and just, just freshen it up. We'll also get the thoughts of both Sam and Brendan on real Car Hackett and Dane Scarlett's inclusion on Tuesday night. We'll hear more of that interview with Danny Cowley and, of course, more from you guys back home here on the Football Hour as well. All the usual ways to get involved can be found on our website, expressfm.com. But don't go anywhere and join us for part two of the show coming up next.
0: This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM.
6: Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster or just enjoying late-night bus rides... From 7pm every day, you can take advantage of a night Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information.
4: This is the Football Hour 937 express fm welcome back to part two of tonight's edition of the football hour here on express fm brought to you as ever by stagecoach across the south you can visit their website now stagecoachbus.com to find out more information on the services they can provide in your area 81400 our text number then here on express fm start your messages with the word express include your name at the end as well you can email sport at expressfm.com tweet using at expressfm or visit our facebook page facebook.com forward slash Pompey live let's get back to Tuesday night, then uh, Brendan, two changes for Pompey. Danny Carly bringing in both Rico Hackett and Dane Scarlett. We're going to hear from him in just a moment, but Owen Dale and Joe Piggott dropping to the bench. In your opinion, I know we just mentioned before the break about Danny Carly and, and backing him, absolutely. But you can still disagree with some de- decisions he's made, you know, regardless of whether you want him in or out, whatever. Was that the right decision to bring in Rico Hackett and Dane Scarlett for a game against Oxford?
1: Um, uh, personally, I'd, I'd say so. Because um, I, I found against uh, Forest Green Rovers that maybe Piggott wasn't fully in the game. He goes a bit missing here and there. I know Scarlett hasn't scored for a little while now, so he's sort of struggling for form. But Again, he's a shining light. He's quick. He's energetic. He, he can run the channels. Um, Rico Hackett... Um, from watching the Charlton game in particular I thought Dale didn't have a particularly good game myself people might disagree with me but I know he brings energy and what we needed in that Oxford game was the energy off the bench because mm-hmm. obviously we were struggling in the first half and lacking to break break them down and I thought when, Day- when Dale came on it's the fresh legs, it's what we need to get in behind and, you know, and, and they got the assist for the goal, so obviously that's the right decision by bringing him on, but I'm a fan of Rico, a lot of people don't like him because he's left footed and he's only got a left foot apparently and you know, we play him on the right hand side so he's always going to cut in on his left, but Rico, Rico does play really well I think he's a bit, you know people don't, don't give him the respect that he's due because he has that one fault which is apparently he's only got one left foot and he ain't got a right foot, so I think it's a right decision to put Rico in and rotation the team you don't want players getting injured by by burning them out all the time
4: no and that was exactly my next question to Sam in in regards to obviously the injury crisis we spoke about in part one uh, that Danny Carley has on his mind at the moment ten players out injured um, for the game at Forest Green there were five changes made um, from that 3-0 defeat to Charlton with Swanson Tunnicliffe Mingi Curtis and Piggott coming in with Morrison Morrell Pack Caroma and Scarlett dropping out of the team then of course Tuesday night uh, Hackett and Scarlett in Dale and Piggott out we heard from Danny Cowley on the show on Monday after that win at Forest Green he mentioned rotation and uh, as Brendan mentioned there Sam with such a, a crisis in regards to injuries at the moment you know seven changes in the space of two games that's probably what a manager's going to do to prevent that from happening even further
5: yeah it's a squad game at the end of the day I think you're not just going to rely on the 11 players which are on the pitch you've got to rely on the players on the bench and the players who, who aren't even in the squad Um I think if you look at the Forest Green game, I think Dane Scarlett was excellent when he came on. I think he he created chances and he, he probably should have scored. And on another day, would have been at least a, a goal. So it makes a lot of sense why Danny Cowley's plugged him in from the start. It wasn't his most effective game, um, and it is what it is. You, it's an 18 year old 18 year old kid who's who's not played first team football ever. He's used to 23s football, and I think it's it's unfair on on him to sort of expect him to play every game at full intensity and to be amazing every game. I think it's up and down he's been sent here to learn Um, and I think the rotation between him and Piggott is only a good thing I think Joe Piggott and Colby Bishop have shown that they can play up front together and likewise Colby Bishop and Dane Scarlett have Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense and like I said it's a squad game at the end of the day you can't just rely on the 11 players on the pitch and I think if we do want to have a successful season this year then it's not just going to be the 11 players who start every game. It's going to be the rotation in the squad in, in things like the cups as well. Um, yeah, I think you need rotation to, to get
4: anywhere in football. Yeah. Uh, subs introduced in the 54th minute on the game on Tuesday night. Brendan, Ronan Curtis, and Dane Scarlett making way for both Owen Dale and Josh Coroma after what was a very slow, disjointed uh, first half of football from Pompey. No real penetra- penetration, struggling midfield. In my opinion, strikers, they weren't really close enough to the defensive line. I don't think they were making the appropriate runs. The ball was going over the top and no one was that far forward to actually chase to it. And, and as a result, Pompey were getting nowhere near the goal. Second half, as I mentioned, Dale and Karoma coming on. And yes, the red card changed the shape of things a lot. But did you think that Dale and Karoma, I know you mentioned a few moments ago in regards to Dale's performance at Charlton. But with their introductions on Tuesday night, was that one of Danny Cowley's best decisions on Tuesday to bring them two on to add a bit of spark?
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. He's got that one spot on because it, it, it's, it's tough sometimes with these sort of, um, I call them flair players and players who have got the more skill and the more pacey players. I find sometimes when you bring them off the bench, they're going to impact the game more rather than starting them. So I find like, it's, it's tough because someone like Ronan Curtis, he will run all day, all day, and that's what you want. And he'll put pressure on the backs and pressure on the defence. And, you know, he won't always break the line, won't always um, beat the man, but he's always... Putting pressure on them. And once he's knackered out his fullback, you then bring on Coroma and you bring on Dale, who are then going to obliterate them even more. And I think that is a technique, or I'm assuming that's what Danny's done there. And um, it worked in, in good effect. Because so I know, again, go back to Charlton, Coroma didn't have a great game there. Obviously, he gave the ball away that led to the second goal. But. Um, yeah, I, I, as we all know, players have up and down games. No one's robots. No, but um, it's, the, it's the right decision. Yeah.
4: Yeah, um, Brendan, your your Twitter handle at Tuts on Twitter. That's I'll assume your surname or you know a short name for, for yourself. Do you know someone called Mike?
1: Yeah, it's my
4: dad. Is your dad? Okay, he's tweeted in. Oh, okay. tweeted in for the show. So I'm going to get your thoughts on your father's tweet. Go on, if I don't mind. Uh, we should switch Rico and Ronan if it's not worked within the first 20 minutes. Try something new.
1: Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. So I find <laughs> our good old mate Ryan, he would always say that playing these two inverted wingers, so Rico's left footed, we tend to tend to play him on the right, mm. and Ronan Curtis, who's right footed, we play him on the left, so he's always cutting in, so if, then, if that's not sort of working, then you change them round, and then they're sort of hitting the byline and whipping the ball in, rather than always cutting in, you know, I know Ronan's probably both footed, but he's obviously more dominant on his, on his right. And um, Yeah, because I noticed a couple of times, was it la- uh, last season, season before, Marcus Harness and Curtis or Curtis and uh, uh, Ryan Williams mm. used to switch a fair bit themselves to try and test out what what the best way to go through it. So I think, uh, yeah, that's spot on there.
4: Um, some subs towards the end of the game on Tuesday night. Sam saws Zach Swanson coming off with Joe Pigott coming on. That's bold if you could call it anything. Rico Hackett coming off with Denzel Hume late on as well. Uh, Rico Hackett carried off uh, by the physios down uh, the tunnel and Tancred helping him off the pitch as well after he was limping. So on Tuesday night both Sean Raggett in the first half he was taken off of a half time break not sure um, still what's going on with him and, and Rico Hackett, Hackett carried off after the game as well so just to add more salt to the wounds Danny Cowley's got a, another headache in hoping that both Raggett and Hackett are available for the weekend
5: yeah that's it I think defensively it's not too much of an issue because we've got a lot of depth you've got Michael Morrison who can obviously come in for Raggett or even Connor Ogilvy if you want to plug him at centre half and then put Denver Hume at fullback. um but yeah, it is frustrating. I think I think Piggott, I I don't I don't know if it, if he was unlucky not to get the penalty. I, I think from where I was sat, it looked like it could have gone either way. Um, but he, I, th- I say Joe Piggott's just got to take his chance when he really gets it. Um, he didn't look too bad when he came on. I think going a bit more attacking sort of helped us. But I say we if we do get these injuries defensively, we we do have a lot of depth, and I think going forward as well. Um, if, if we've got an injury up front you got you can plug Curtis up up front as well and, and yeah I think the only real issue with depth is it's midfield
4: OK we're going to hear more from both Sam and Brendan and myself in just a few moments time but now it's time to turn our attention to the Blues head coach Danny Cowley caught up with Max Swatton after the full time whistle in midweek
2: Well Danny there's no hiding place from the difficulty we're in at the moment with the injury list so how pleased are you that your side could take something from today's game
3: Yeah I'm, I'm immensely proud of the group it's not been easy we've had Got four key central midfielders unavailable. I think ten in total now um, that are injured. Makes it really, really difficult. It's hard to find the the rhythm that you would like and play in uh, in the style that you would like. I thought first half we um, we got caught between. We just didn't quite. M- We weren't quite brave enough, didn't make enough hard angles to to be able to dominate the ball, went too direct. And then, to be fair, Nicky wanted to change it at half-time and I thought thought we got it right. We we went to the extra man in the middle, um, meant that we had to give up some some important players like Dane, um, but it was for the good of the team and and we all understand this. And I thought then we were able to get control, we were able to um, shorten our game up, we had more 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 options um, for the player on the ball, and we started to get real dominance. And you know, we kept we kept um, breaking their their press. They kept fouling us. They got into foul trouble. They didn't get sending off. And yeah, I thought it was a it was a really really dominant second half in in difficult circumstances.
2: Coming into the game, you made two changes with Dane and Rico coming in. What was your thinking there?
3: Yeah, it's just to win a free game week, and it's just to keep 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 the group as fresh as we can, particularly the top end of the pitch, the way that we play, we requires a lot of energy and a lot of intensity and yeah it's it's absolutely the right thing to do to to um to, to make to, to to make some changes and, and just just freshen it up. Um, yeah and that's all it was.
2: Sean Raggett coming off at half time, was that a tactical decision or was that an enforced one?
3: No, no you don't take Sean Raggett off. Um, I can't remember having to take Sean Waggart off in all the times that I've managed him both here and, and at Lincoln City, but now he's got a, a, a nasty back injury which is a concern for us.
2: It's obviously not the result you would have wanted, but we've got a, another front and fixture coming up this Saturday. What will you and the side be doing between now and Saturday to be preparing and recovering from, from this game?
3: Well, we'll be trying to recover and trying to get some some players fit. We desperately need 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 one or two back, That that is obvious. Um, And we need our supporters, you know, we're we're 18 unbeaten here, that's a really proud record, competitive games, 18 games, you don't do that unless you have a lot of character, a lot of substance and, you know, I can remember in that run, coming back from 3-0 down at Fleetwood, scoring late goals, yeah, we're battered and bruised tonight, but we're Portsmouth, we're never beaten.
4: 18 games, Pompey unbeaten at Fratton Park in all competitions. Sam, um, it, it's, a, it's a decent run and, and it goes to show that you know the Blues really need to make their home uh, as much of a, a fortress as possible. There was that season under Kenny Jacket, I think, of the season we got 88 points in League One, unbeaten throughout the entire season. What got to be EFL Trophy final, won that as well, narrowly missed out on promotion, and, and that's what you can do uh, as any team if you can make your home a fortress. So yes, only a point on Tuesday night, but still unbeaten and still something to build upon in the future try and make fratton park somewhere really difficult for teams to come and play
5: yeah that's it i think over the last couple of seasons um a lot of the players have sort of wilted under the pressure of playing in front of a, a full front park but it seems like they've, they've really turned a corner with that now and and they sort of relish the atmosphere and enjoy playing here and i think especially this season we as fans have made it a very difficult place for opposition opposition teams to come and sort of getting that atmosphere back to what it was a few seasons ago sort of Dipped a little bit towards the end of Kenny Jackett's tenure, but I'm just glad that it's, it's somewhere back to his best and 18 unbeaten. I didn't realise it was it was as many as that. I think that that's an
4: excellent record and something which all good teams need need to build upon which is which is good home form mm. could extend that run to 19 and 20 by the end of next week of course Pompey playing host to Shrewsbury Town at Fratton tomorrow afternoon in League One and then on Tuesday night it's the visit of AFC Wimbledon in the Papa John's Trophy we'll come on to preview that game on Monday evening's edition of the show here on the Football Hour Danny Cowley spoke in that interview Brendan about the injured players and about how Sean Raggett may maybe added to that list as well with the back injury not revealing too much of an extent behind that as he hasn't really revealed too much of an extent behind joe rafferty and marlon pack and tom lowry keeping his cards close to his chest what have you made about his recent comments to the local press you know us ourselves andy moon the news for example where he says stuff like yeah you know tom lowry and joe rafferty were back in training we, we expect them to be back anytime soon we've heard that for about a fortnight now and they're not back yet is that a tactical ploy from Danny Carly For me that seems a bit bizarre surely it would be the other way around saying they're not back but they are back I don't know
1: um, I think as you say Danny's played his cards close to his chest so I think he's, there's definitely um, a method to the potential madness in it Honestly we're not seeing the, the results of his words that he says um, I think before the Fleetwood game I was in the victory lounge and uh uh, Joe, Low- uh, Tom Lowry came round with uh, Denver Hume, and I uh, had a quick chat with, um, with Tom Lowry, and I said, "Ah, oh, so uh, you fit? M- oh, so you're back back on the grass now. I hear here. You're back training. So you're back soon." And he said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm back next week, which would have been the Charlton game. <laughs> Obviously, even the players are told now. You, 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 mm. g- you got to stick to my story. You, you can't go mm. outside of it." But. Yeah, obviously he doesn't give his giveaway away to the opposition no. what it is, but maybe there's a better way he can go about it. Instead of saying, "Yep, yeah, they're fit and ready for selection," maybe say something like, "What well, I'd say, a football manager, oh, a late fitness test." That's yeah. what you say. Just we'll find out on Friday, and um, yeah, it's just a bit
4: it. frustrating as fans, isn't it? We, you, you want your best players back, and, and, you and, and they're not coming back. But um, but yeah, no, totally understandable to keep your cards close to your chest. You do not want to reveal anything to the opposition, um, but. Let's create a scenario here, Sam. Let's say tomorrow morning, Danny Cowley wakes up. Tom Lowry, Joe Rafty, Marlon Pack. They're all fit. Sean Raggett as well. We've got a fully fit team. Do they come straight back into the side? Do, do, does, does Zach Swanson deserve to be dropped? Does Jay Mingy deserve to be dropped? Who would you opt for if you've got a fully fit squad with those players coming back? Um, The... This-
5: that's, that's you what go Danny, for your best yeah, 11 or, or what that's why Danny Carly's paid to be a football manager and I'm not I, I, I don't know what I'd do I think if it was me I think you, always want, to play, you want to play your best players I think it, it'd be harsh to drop certain players but I think a lot of the players know their squad role and know sort of they're there to be called upon when they're needed and I think if if your best players are available then surely you play your best team um, I think that's what a lot of fans would want I think that would get the crowd up for it seeing that team sheet and sort of Hopefully, g the players up a little bit and, and create that atmosphere, which um, wasn't amazing in the first half against Oxford. And I think if you've got Marlon packed, like Tom Lowry, Rafferty back, then it's it's going to give everyone a bit of a lift, and and, and maybe that's that sort of like a ploy to to get the result tomorrow against Shrewsbury.
4: Yeah. Okay, uh, we're going to spend a few moments now to have a very quick break in the final one of tonight's show as well. In the third and final part of tonight's edition of the Football Hour, we're going to hear from uh, Ronan Curtis and what he's been thinking ahead of tomorrow's visit of Shrewsbury. He's been talking about how he and uh, some of his teammates have coped with fighting to get back into the team after some time spent on the sidelines.
2: It's early doors, yet. obviously. We've got a good group of lads. It's a bit hard, obviously, as a player, being in and out for myself when being at the club for five years, played over 200 games, like I said. So, yeah, it's quite hard, but you've just got to get on with it. That's the life of a footballer. You can get chucked in at the deep end here and there, or you can play every game, so it's one of them ones.
4: You have just under 20 minutes to get your final thoughts into the panel here on Express FM. 81400, our text number. Start your messages with the word Express. Sport at ExpressFM.com is our email address. At ExpressFM is where you can find us on Twitter, or you can head over to Facebook.com forward slash Pompeii Live. Myself, Jake Smith, Sam Macy, and Brendan Tuttiet will be returning in the third and final part of the Football Hour next.
0: This is the Football Hour,
4: 93.7, Express FM.
6: The new Stagecoach Flexi 5, a bus ticket that works when you do. For those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5. Bundles of 5 day riders for the price of 4. And Flexi 10, bundles of 10 day riders for the price of 7. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach bus app. Download Flexi5 or Flexi10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com.
4: This is the Football Hour. 93.7 Express FM. Very good evening, welcome back for the final time to a footblower here on Express FM, brought to you always by Stagecoach Across the South. Okay, myself, Sam Macy and Brendan Tutte are here until 7 o'clock this evening. We've already divulged into Tuesday's one-all draw with Oxford United. I think it's fair to say two points dropped for the Blues after looking to capitalise on that 1-0 victory over Forest Green Rovers last time out. But now it's time to look ahead to Pompey's next game. Later in the show, we're going to be hearing the pre-match thoughts of Rowling Curtis, but first we're going to take a listen to a bit more of a report into the next opponent for Pompey, and it's a return to the south coast for a familiar face, Steve Cottrell, he brings down Shrewsbury Town the Blues failed to build upon their win at Forest Green when they took on Oxford on Tuesday night, coming away from Frasson Park with just a singular point. Next up, it's home action again, this time Shrewsbury Town are the visitors. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Danny Cowley's side clawed their way back to secure a one all draw with the Us in midweek with a numerical advantage in the second half following Billy Bowden's receival of a red card. Despite the dip in form of late, Pompey remain unbeaten on home turf in all competitions this season and they'll be looking to keep that record intact this weekend, which brings with it the return of a former Blues manager to the south coast. Manager, Former Blues boss Steve Cottrell has been in charge of Shrewsbury since November 2020, succeeding for dismissed Sam Ricketts at New Meadow. Cottrell, who managed Pompey in the Championship throughout the 2010 2011 season and partially into the next campaign too, has a record of 35 wins from 109 competitive games in charge of a Shrews so far. The 58 year old has taken charge of 10 different clubs since retiring as a player in 1996, starting off at Sligo Rovers in Ireland before representing the likes of Cheltenham Town, Burnley, Nottingham Forest, and of course, Pompey. One to watch. AFC born Muflone Christian Seidi is one to keep a close eye on this week weekend. The 20-year-old, who spent the second half of last season alone at Burton Albion, has so far registered nine league appearances for the Shrews, scoring on two occasions. Saidi came through the Pro Touch Soccer Academy as a youngster before moving to Reading in 2011, where he played in the academy until the age of 16 in 2018. He has been with Bournemouth ever since, but has made just two first-team appearances for the Cherries, having been sent out alone on three separate occasions prior to this move to Shrewsbury, with Poole Town, Weymouth and the aforementioned Burton Albion, the size would have helped aid his development. Christian Seide wears the number 24 shirt for Shrewsbury Town. Top scorer Tom Bayliss and Jordan Shipley are both tied on three league goals each for the season so far. 23-year-old Bayliss, who operates in midfield, moved to New Meadow on an initial two-year deal from Preston North End, who had agreed with the player to have the contract mutually terminated. His last goal came in Shrewsbury's last victory on October the 15th. On the other hand, 25-year-old midfielder Jordan Shipley found the back of the net as recently as Tuesday night when Steve Cottrell's side made the trip down to league leaders Plymouth Argyle. Shrewsbury currently sat right in the middle of the table in 12th position after securing 21 points from their opening 15 games of the season. They've won two of their last five in League One, but are on a run of three consecutive defeats in all competitions, having lost to Stockport County in the Papa John's Trophy before suffering defeats to Charlton Athletic and Plymouth Argyle in the league. Most recently, a 2-1 loss at Home Park in midweek. Can Pompey bag all three points on this occasion? Or will they be left wondering what could have been yet again? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. A pre-recorded Jake Smith there bringing us a bit more information on Shrewsbury Town, Pompey's next opponent in League One. They travel down to Fratton Park tomorrow afternoon and now we turn our attention to that game. Uh, Sam Macy and Brendan Tutte join me until 7 o'clock, just under 15 minutes to go. Before we do leave you for the next show, which is Colin Moseley with Express Floor for this afternoons at 7. Um, Sam, Shrewsbury Town, 12th from the table um, and, and looking at their defensive record, their attacking record, the amount of goal score opportunities they create and also concede to teams they are quite literally slap bang average they are a team that you can't really um, tell what they're going to do they took the lead at Plymouth on Tuesday night they ended up losing that game uh, with the quality of Plymouth side showing in the end but you know what we do expect tomorrow is um, as we say week in week out another tough test for Danny Cowley
5: I mean, they're just they've just got a very solid League One team. I think mm. Marozzi in goal, Che Dunkley centre half, uh, Shipley and Baylis have both played obviously higher level in the Championship. Um, Luke Leahy's obviously a very well well respected player at this level. The only the only issue which I sort of see in their team is, is going forward. I think I think we had Sadie on loan. Obviously, well, not on loan, but on trial in the summer, and yeah. I, he wasn't wasn't amazing. So if they're able to sort of get, if if, if they can sort of tighten up going forward and, and, and sort of get some goals then they're, they're a very capable side and I think they're going to come to Fratton Park, probably probably play quite defensive and I think they've got the players to really frustrate us, I think a lot of their recent games have been very tight, sort of decided by one or two, one goal um, and I think, I just hope for Pompey's sake it doesn't go the same way the Fleetwood game did, I think we all knew Fleetwood coming to Fratton Park were going to be frustrating and sort of look to sort of play for the draw and, and frustrate Pompey and I think if we don't score early against Shrewsbury it could be a long afternoon
4: for us tomorrow Yeah, and kind of a reverse on the question I asked Sam in the previous part of the show Brendan I asked Sam if we've got a fully fit squad who do you bring in do you drop the likes of Jay Mengi? do you drop Zach Swanson what do you do the question to you now is assuming we go into the same squad tomorrow that we did on Tuesday night Sean Raggett it's fine if we do assume that. Um, what squad do you go with? Do you keep Rico Hackett and, and Dane Scarlett in the side? Do you, do you inflict more rotation into the team? How, how would how would you play this one for tomorrow's trip of uh, how, visit to Shrewsbury?
1: How would I do it? I I possibly play the same side. I think because um, <clears throat> as I said before, those flair impact players coming off the bench like your um, like your uh, Owen Dales, your Josh Caromas. You know, I think they're going to bring something to the game in the in the latter stages. I know Rico did it against um against Plymouth on the other hand as well. He came off the bench and got the equaliser in the in the last last couple of minutes. So um yeah, but I, I think is I think we should stick with the team, and uh, and and go with that. And then if we need do need to make changes go with that I'm just not looking forward to seeing that Flanagan the centre half back <laughs> of Fran Park because I'm, I'm not a huge fan of him when he was at Sunderland or oh, yeah. either now he's at Shrewsbury
4: yeah, yeah. you mentioned Luke Leahy a few moments ago Sam must admit he gives me nightmares he always seems to turn it on against Pompey doesn't he The number three for Shrewsbury town left back but he always seems to either get a goal get an assist and just cause an absolute nuisance for for the Blues him playing on the left hand side so you've got Zach Swanson on that, in that position a relatively inexperienced player is Zach Swanson compared to Luke Leahy are you concerned that maybe although he's put in some decent shifts in recent weeks as we mentioned Zach Swanson are you concerned that maybe the experience of Leahy might might turn tomorrow that could be maybe the proven point yeah
5: um definitely I think like I said he's, he's a seasoned professional and he, he knows what he's doing I think last season if my memory serves me rightly had a bit of afters of running Curtis when we played mm-hmm. them at their place um yeah, he's, he's he's a very good player. I think, especially from from sort of set pieces and the dead ball, he, he's very capable, and he he's got a very good delivery. And I say, if he can get the balls into the box for the sort of like those, those those players going forward, then you never know. Um, I th- yeah, I say he, he is a very good player. Uh, I remember when he's at Bristol Rovers, and and again was very good there. But I, like I said, they're just a very very solid League One side, and I think Luke he sort of epitomises what what they are. Just sort of middle of the road very hard to beat and and they're going to frustrate a lot of teams and, and pick up a lot of points away from home this season
4: yeah okay now it's time to hear from someone that has seen it all for pompey ronan curtis uh, he spoke to matt drabble uh, on thursday afternoon at the blues training ground at the press conference and began by discussing the ups and downs of his five years with the club so far uh
2: changed a lot obviously i come here i was a young young lad 21 22 Straight in. Like I said, I've played over 200 games now, longer servant um, at the club and top goal score of all time now. Um, it's changed a lot played on the wing when I first come in played up front played right played in the middle only place I haven't played is along the back line probably and and in goal but um, no I've enjoyed every moment of it and this season has been a little bit different for you in terms of involvement how have you assessed your season so far yeah I think it's early it's early doors yet. obviously we've got a good group of lads Um, it's a bit hard obviously as a player being in and out Uh, for myself when being being at the club for five years played over 200 games like I said um, so, yeah, it's quite hard, but you just got to get on with it. That's the life of a footballer. You can get chucked in at the deep end here and there, or you can play every game, so it's one of them ones. But, um, no, you just got to keep going, keep uh, working hard on a training pitch, and when I get my chance to, to seal my place, then keep going. And one of the recent themes of this season has been the injuries. How does it affect the rest of the squad when you're seeing your teammates go down as they are at the moment? Yeah, it's tough. Obviously, we've got, we've got I think it's 10, 11 players that's out injured or getting injured or little knocks here and there. And it's tough to the group, obviously, but that's the, that's the positive side of it as well, that the other players that haven't been getting game time have a chance to prove the gaffer wrong. So... It's a, good, it's a good moment for them as well, like like Jay Mingy and Ryan Tunniclough has been out for a while, haven't had a start in a while, so they've been playing back-to-back games now. So it's, it's good for them, do you know what I mean? You had a bit of a back-and-forth with Oxford fans as you came off on Tuesday. Obviously all a bit of fun, but that seems to be something that Portsmouth fans really like about your personality and your game. I mean, what's your view on stuff like that? Is it, is it just a bit of fun? Yeah, I love it. I love everything about it. Uh, I think the fans call it a bit of Allison, I think they call it but um, yeah it's uh, it's all banter uh, you get as good as you get and um, yeah that's our fans are good like that so back me up at it. And truthfully this Saturday obviously a reunion with Aidan O'Brien as well how do you anticipate that game going? Yeah we um, we're going to put all full focus into the next game and the next game is at home so um, that's a good thing and hopefully
4: we get the three points for for the for the lads and for the manager and for the fans. There you go then, a naughty, naughty Ronan Curtis uh, with some uh, colourful words in that uh, pre-match interview with Matt Drabble, head of tomorrow's game with Shrewsbury Town. and Just touching on something we were talking about during that interview, Brendan, was what Ronan Curtis did after he was subbed off on Tuesday night. I think you could probably fa- fairly say um, that probably wasn't one of his best performances against Oxford, however the kind of player he is the pantomime villain uh, Oxford fans singing about him and, and towards him throughout the entire game he took it pretty well uh, when he got subbed off walking past their fans um, giving it quite large as well and that's that's the kind of character Roland Curtis is and that we've been accustomed to for what four or five seasons now yeah
1: definitely um, if you see me throughout my appearances on 4-0 you know I'm I'm a big advocate for Ronan Curtis ever since I first saw him I went over to Cork for the pre-season with Kenny Jackett, and uh, you know it's his debut, and I thought he was a, a star in the making even then. And then obviously when he come over that first first season, it's, uh, untouchable with that number eleven shirt. But um, yeah, we love to see it. You know, but he, he gets a lot of stick from Pompey fans. I think uh, a bit unjust sometimes. I don't think he deserves it. You know, we know we know what he's like, and he plays with his heart on his sleeve but yeah we love a bit of banter with your away fans and when when your sort of a key player does it it makes it a little bit sweeter
4: Ron Curtis also got a fact checked to uh, me the interview saying he's one of the uh, well actually the um, highest appearance holder for the club one of the biggest uh well, I'm <laughs> saying he's, he's made more appearances than anyone else. I don't think that's quite true, Ronan. I think Alan Knight, uh, Jimmy Dickinson, Jackie Froggart have had something to, to say about that. But, uh, but certainly of the 21st century and beating Jacobi's record back uh, uh, around about nine months ago, uh, Ronan Curtis as well. But uh, yeah, uh, a big, big servant to the club already after four or five seasons with the Blues. Uh, Scott Turnbull on Twitter: These injuries are killing our season. With Luke Ellis replying, yeah, totally agree. We're desperate to get the four centremids, Rafferty and Jacobs back as well. We've not even mentioned Michael Jacobs as well Sam uh, another player who's been added to that injury list in recent weeks and another player who if he was fit and available Danny Cowley would be really itching to get onto the pitch on a night like Tuesday night where we lack lacking at creativity yeah when he came
5: on at Charlton he was probably our best player even the small cameo he had uh, I, it's never been a question of his quality with Michael Jacobs just getting him onto the field He's every time he does put on put on that, that blue shirt he's he's excellent I think he, I don't even know how many appearances he's made not many but I think he's he's been excellent like everything like I said every time he plays he, he looks like he, he's going to create something he's got that experience and in at this if, if he was fully fit he wouldn't be playing in league one he'd be playing a lot lot higher.
4: Uh, let's take a look at what happened, what is happening at Fratton Park tomorrow. Of course, Pompey playing host to Shrewsbury Town, but plenty going on around and inside the stadium throughout the afternoon as well. 3 p.m. kickoff, but this is Pompey's official remembrance fixture this season. The Blues will be wearing poppies embroidered into their shirts, uh, while a wreath is being laid ahead of the game. The last post it will be played out by buglers from the Royal Marines Corps of Drums, which will be followed by a period of silence. Then Veterans have also been invited to watch the game to honor the 40th anniversary of the Falklands War. And everyone at Portsmouth Football Club and of course here at Express FM would like to respectfully ask all supporters attending the game to be in their seats by 2.45 to allow everyone to be able to pay their respects so um, if you are heading to Fratton Park tomorrow please please do your best to try and get there before 2.45 so that there are um, less confusion and less noise being made between 2.45 and 3 o'clock so we can pay our respects um, for this season's remembrance fixture with everything going on pre-match and of course the minutes period of silence before the referee 3 kickstarts the game. Also, outside of Fratton Park, it's the Pompey Champions of England. It's a new book that has been produced by the Pompey History Society. that will be able to purchase from the fan zone behind the End. the book is priced £15 with £10 of that going to the Pompey Supporters Trust Fund to build a statue of club legend Jimmy Dickinson there will be a DJ of course table football and a Playstation 4 station meaning there is plenty of entertainment to offer behind the End, and of course the victory bar open as well showing the early kickoff in the Premier League Junior Blues are invited to come and play Trick or Treat with us uh, in the family section of the lower part of South Stand that of course with Portsmouth in the community and it is the final day of Oktoberfest in the shipping container behind the Fratton Inn there will be four guest lagers available for one day only and when they're gone they're gone so plenty happening at Fratton Park aside from just the football this weekend as Pompey play host to Shrewsbury Town okay time for some score predictions we've reached the very end of this evening's edition of the Football Hour. we're going to come first of all to Sam Macy Sam first of all thank you very much for coming on to the show Noah Jacob it was a pleasure and your score prediction the Blues against Shrewsbury Town how does this one play out
5: Uh, I think they're going to frustrate us but I will go with a scrappy 1-0 Pompey win.
4: Scrappy 1-0 Pompey win. Thank you very much, Sam. Brendan, likewise yourself, my friend.
1: Oh, Again, thank you for having me, Jay. It's been a pleasure being here for the first Absolutely. time, and hopefully I do get invited back, and I've done myself Of proud. course, yeah. And uh, just a follow-on as well, from the Remembrance game tomorrow as well, um, if you do keep a close eye, an eagle eye out, um, laying the reef on the centre circle will be my dad, who is a, a Forces veteran and part of the Portsmouth Armed Forces Supports Club, so we're both part of that, and, uh, and dad's going to do, uh, do our family proud, but my prediction for tomorrow um i'm going to go for a, a 2-1 pompey win but pompey will concede first i think
4: pompey will concede first okay thank you very much brendan and thank you as well sam thank you very much for including that as well brendan really really appreciate it It's been an absolute pleasure to welcome you on to the football for the very first time okay pompey back at fratton park tomorrow afternoon three o'clock kick off myself robbie james and jay sadler have got you covered here on express fm
0: all
6: the unmissable action. This is
0: Pompey Live. Pompey have slipped down to sixth in League One as they were held to a frustrating 1-1 draw with Oxford United. Pompey putting in a much better second-half performance, but it is two points dropped. It has finished. Portsmouth at one, Oxford United won. The Blues' second home game of the week comes on Saturday when they'll welcome Shrewsbury Town. Join us for all of the unmissable action Saturday from two. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars.
4: Yeah, it's like- get to join us tomorrow afternoon from two o'clock the coverage here starts on Express FM for Pompey versus Shrewsbury Town in League One elsewhere in the division this weekend Barnsley play host to Forest Green Rovers Bolton are at home to Oxford United Charlton play host to Ipswich Cheltenham take on MK Dons Derby County are home to Bristol Rovers it's Fleetwood versus Accrington Stanley Peterborough against Cambridge United Port Vale Lincoln City Sheffield Wednesday at home to Burton Albion and Wickham Wanderers at home to Morecambe And then on Monday night, it is the Devon Derby between Plymouth Argyle and Exeter City. Eight eight o'clock on Sky Sports Football. So do listen to the football hour here on Express FM then go home and listen to or watch Plymouth Argyle versus Exeter City. Thank you very much to both Sam and Brendan for joining me here on the football hour tonight. Connor Mosley is next with Express Floor Fillers right until the early hours of Saturday morning. But until tomorrow, Pompey fans, have a great weekend. Stay safe. Thank you very much for tuning in. And, uh, And as ever, play out Pompey. Good night.